this morning, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Just look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't be paralyzed by fear. Look to your other neighbor. Look to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, don't be Said as loud as you can, don't, don't be, be paralyzed, paralyzed by, by, by fear. Amen, amen, amen. Word of God for the people of God. You know, a lot of times we we can't move because we're scared. A lot of times we can't find our walk with God because we're scared. A lot of times churches can't get to the next level because you're scared. A lot of times leaders are afraid to bring their ideas because you're scared. But we need some people in the house. We need some leaders in the house. We need some youth in the house who are not afraid to move to do the things of God. So this morning, don't be paralyzed by fear. A person that's paralyzed, they can't move, nation. And I don't want you to be stuck. Nation, I want you to move. I want you to prosper. For all of our members, I want you to be able to move and prosper. But a lot of times, the enemy, he just put fear all over. We just be scared to do anything, Brother James. But I come this morning to tell you, don't be paralyzed by fear. So if you came here with fear this morning, you got to leave here. Don't take it back home with you. When you go back home, folks say, girl, boy, what's wrong with you? Say, pastor gave me some energy. And I ain't scared no more. It's time for me to please the Lord. Please the Lord. Good morning, good morning, my brothers and sisters. Of all the oppressive emotions we experience as humans, fear is usually the most powerful. Fear is an enemy that rises up against us throughout all of our lives. When we are small children, it attacks our immature minds about silly things like monsters in the closet and vivid images from dreams or movies. Although these things are nothing more than imaginations, they are very real to young children. And as we mature, so do our fears. Made up monsters are replaced by horrors that actually exist in our sin-cursed world, such as violent criminals, natural disasters, diseases, war, loss of employment, financial devastation, accidents, old age, hurt or betrayal, losing a parent or a spouse or even death. And while fear is something we definitely feel, we must realize that it is more than an emotion. 
it is a spiritual enemy. But however, we must remember 2 Timothy 1 and 7 that says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It is often a fruit of our sinful nature, a nature that tends to believe the worst and does not trust the Lord. At other times, it strikes us as a direct blow by Satan or one of his demonic spirits. But we found that in the Sunday school lesson that Jesus can drive out demonic spirits. Indeed, many people, even believers, are held captive by fear. They are paralyzed by worry. Sometimes we are paralyzed by a lack of peace. Sometimes we are defeated in our daily lives and fruitless in our service to the Lord. But I stop by the table this morning. Don't be paralyzed by fear. Psalm 27 is a psalm of confidence. It is a psalm of courage. And it starts with the question, whom shall I fear? And it ends with, let your heart Take courage. And the good news of the gospel is that we have an anchor for our souls. And our anchor, it is in the Lord. We can be calm and be confident. We can be courageous and be brave. How? Because God gives himself to us. And if we have him, we have Ain't no need to worry what the night is going to bring. It's going to be all right. As long as we got King Jesus. So if you came here being fearful this morning, I want you to leave here powerful this morning. Because there are many different opinions here in the text on when this actually took place in David's life. But whatever the original said in Psalm 27 is where God's Holy Spirit teaches us what to do when we are assaulted by fear. David did not begin this psalm by stating his fears, but by declaring his faith. Can I say it again? I say David did not begin this psalm by stating his fears, but by declaring his faith. Some of you today, you start complaining about stuff to people and don't even talk about your faith. But I want you to start talking about your faith before you start talking about the things that you're worrying about. Because it is by faith that we move forward. It is by faith that we please God. It is by faith that we remove all our fear. Because in doing so, we identify that the Lord will keep us. Because David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And in the same personal way, we can say the same thing that David said. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And now David, he testifies that God was his light. God was his salvation. God was his strength. And because of his personal relationship with the Lord, he would not be afraid 
of anyone. Because of his personal relationship with the Lord, he would not be afraid of any situation. Because the Lord is what? His life, his salvation, and his strength. But how do we not be paralyzed by fear? Well, I'm glad you asked. Number one, you must make sure that the Lord is your light. You must make sure, number one, the Lord is your light. God is the source of our lives. God is the source of our lives. I drive a Silverado. GM is the source of my Silverado. Some people drive a messed up truck called an F-150. The source of an F-150 is for. But when it comes to our lives, God is our, our source. And the Lord supplies the light that causes us to burn and to live. God gives us life. God himself, he brought life to David's life. He did not despair in darkness and all that it represented. David's life was filled with the Lord. God lights our path. And as we travel through life, God guides us by his presence and his word. We learned a little bit about that on last Sunday, didn't it, Asia? In Exodus 13 and 21, it says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in the pillar of fire, to give them light to go by day and night. Psalm 119 which was last Sunday sermon, was, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. And I just stop by to tell you, God shines into the darkness of our souls, our minds. And God enlightens us with the truth. Yeah. A lot of times we can get so caught up listening to uh, G-L-O, Big Glow, <laughs> that we forget about Jesus. <laughs> but I'm just stop and tell you, only God can help you live and please him. Yeah. Because he shines light in the darkness of our soul. Yeah. What is light? Light means security. And if you are walking on a dark trail, you carry a light so you don't trip over a rock or fall into a trench. The light of God's presence was David's security. So I got a question for you this morning. What is your security? Is God your security? Because if God is not your security, you're going to find yourself by yourself in some dark situations. But if God is not your source this morning, I'll just stop and tell you, get God as your source. Get God as your light. Because I'll stop and tell you, you're going to need him. You're going to need him. Because even if David walked through the valley of the shadow of death, God was still going to be his light. And God brings like to us. 
Psalm 89 and 15 says, Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. Psalm 97 and 11 says, Light is sown for the righteous and glad in the heart. So you praising God. And how are you worshiping God when everything is going wrong in your life? I just stop by to tell you it's because God is your source. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. This is, all, this, this is the only passage in the Old Testament. Brother TJ, where God himself is described as light. Hmm. Elsewhere, God created light. Elsewhere, God gave light. Elsewhere, God shone light. But nowhere else in the Old Testament does the Old Testament identify God as light. Most significantly, Jesus Christ is himself light. John says about Jesus in John 1 and 5 and 9, it says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It said the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And I somebody asked you, who came into the world? Jesus came into the world. So now Jesus is our light. The very radiance of God himself. And that's the light. Jesus is our security because he protects us from the dangers of darkness. Because Jesus is the light of the world. But not only should you make sure he is your light, but you should also make sure, number two, that he is your salvation. Two, he is your salvation. If you don't understand the salvation, he is your number two deliverer. Yeah. Scripture says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? This deals with deliverance and or rescue. Our salvation. This reality is so powerful that David exclaims, Whom shall I fear? Yeah. Romans 8 and 31 says, If God is for us, who can be against us? The Lord had made a covenant with David, and he knew that the Lord would be faithful to his covenant. According to the context of Psalm 27, David seems to be describing God as the deliverer mm -hmm. from physical enemies. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But however, as Christians, we have also received salvation and deliverance from our physical and spiritual enemies. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if you have faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ, then God has bought you back and he has redeemed you. Yes, yes. Jesus has transformed you from the
domain or authority of darkness to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. For Jesus, he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son whom he loved. In whom we have redemption, or we have salvation, or we have deliverance. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He has rescued us and he has forgiven us from our sins. Yes, and through Christ's provision, we have been equipped for protection. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Through the full armor of God. Much as David can proclaim God is his light and salvation from the enemies surrounding him, we can claim God is our light yeah. and salvation from the domain of darkness and eternal judgment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because Romans 6 and 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, yes, sir. Yes, sir. but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So don't be paralyzed by fear. Number one, make sure he is your light. Number two, make sure he is your salvation. Number three, make sure he is the strength of your life. A lot of times we try to do other things or try other things for strength. You know, I work at the university and a lot of times we have students over there popping pills just to get strength. Yeah. They're drinking Red Bulls. Brother Mac, you better stay away from them Red Bulls now. <laughs> because they're trying to find strength. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What is it that you're doing? Yeah. Where you're trying to find strength. Uh -huh. I stop by to tell you, if you're not trying to find your strength in the Lord, yeah. you will forever be weak. But David said, the Lord is my life and my salvation. Who shall I fear? Then he said, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? David was skilled and he was experienced. And must have been a man of great strength. Nevertheless, he looked at the Lord as the strength of his life. TJ, I know you're on the football team. I don't care how much you can live. If you don't have the Lord in your life, you're weak. Because we need God as our strength. I don't care how strong, how big you think you are. If the Lord is not your strength, you just weak. So in our life, we must remember that the Lord is our strength. It does not matter how much you know. If the Lord is not, is not your strength, you're still weak. The songwriter said, no matter how high I get, I still be looking up to him. No matter how much he blessed me, I still be looking up to him. It does not matter how much he delivered me from, I will still be looking up to him. The problem today in churches and in homes is people have forgotten how to look up. But when you're a pup, you better remember how to look up. Because the Lord, he will bring you to your knees when you forget about him. So if we rally 
know what it is to have God be the strength of our life. Perhaps it is because we trust in so many other things for strength. You, you're trusting in your friends at school. You need to be trusting in God. You're trusting in the group that you always talk to on the phone. You need to be trusting in God. You always going to that Instagram group and doing all this other stuff, going to TikTok. You need to be trusting in God. We trust. That's the young folks, the old folks. Sometimes we can trust in our own wisdom. Sometimes we can trust in our own experiences. Sometimes we can trust in our own resources. But I stop on to tell you, sometimes resources run out. But David knew his strength over all of those. Because he said the Lord was his strength. David knew something of what Paul wrote many years later. In Ephesians 6 and 10, Paul wrote, be strong in the Lord. Brother Robert, now this is the end. Better watch yourself now. He said, be strong in the Lord. Now, Brother Robert, don't go back home and say that now. All right, you're going to be on your own. But Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Philippians 1.13, Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. But one of the most important words in this verse is mine. It is a small word. Two letters in English. One letter in Hebrew. But it makes all the difference. It is not enough to know the Lord is light. Even the demons know that. It is not enough to know the Lord is salvation. Even demons know that. But we must be able to say that the Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my strength. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's personal. It's personal because, you know, some people who attend church, they know about God, but they don't know God. They, they, they learn a lot about Jesus, but they don't really know Jesus. They are like travel agents who get used to talking about far off places. Like they begin to think that they've been there. They can talk about Jesus, but they never truly met Jesus. They know about God, but they really have not really met God. Because when you have met Jesus, when you have met God, then you can say the Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my strength. Monica, whom shall I fear? David said in Psalm 34, they don't taste and see. 
that the Lord is good. It said, blessed is the man that trusteth in him. It's time to live this morning so God can use you. It's time to have faith this morning so God can use you. It's time for you to build your faith on a solid rock so that God can use you. And I just stop at the table this morning. Don't be paralyzed by fear. You, you went to school last week. Maybe you saw some things. You're like, uh-oh, I'm going to have to study for this. And I don't want you to be paralyzed by fear. Spring of hope as we move forward. I don't want you to be paralyzed by fear. Because we serve a God who created the heavens and the earth. Not just stop by the table. As long as we keep looking up to our big God, we have no reason to fear. As long as we keep trusting in the Lord, we have no reason to fear. Young people, as long as we put down our cell phones and learn how to call on a man named Jesus, we have no reason to fear. Why? Because God sent his only begotten son. And his name was Jesus. And he died for all of our sins. But I just stop at the early Sunday morning. Jesus got over all power in his hands. So this morning, if you came here weak, don't leave here weak. You just got your strength. You just found out the Lord is your strength. When the devil put weak points in your life, put weak points in your mind, remember that the Lord is your strength. When somebody tell you that you can't do nothing, remember that the Lord is your strength. 